Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Esoteric Gladiator, episode number 13, and it's about magic, the arcane, sleight of hand trickery, so on and so forth. I really enjoyed doing this episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed as much as me. Thanks for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Esoteric Gladiator. I'm your host, Jeremy Lipsy, the host with the most, and I'll be taking you on a journey down the occult and many other esoteric alleyways. This episode of the podcast is about magic and sleight of hand illusionism, aka trickery, used by the cabal to uh, gain access to our resources as well as to reign over us and control us through deception and lies and numerology and astrology and many other forms of uh, magic which theirs is again sleight of hand illusionism um I decided to do this podcast because me and a good friend of mine from Hawaii, Meerkat, I've brought him up before in this podcast, we're talking about how we've been conditioned to be deceived since we were children. So I uh, spent the entire day, about six hours, uh, writing a thesis to uh, read to you guys on this topic. Forgive me if uh, I stutter sometimes or uh, I have to interject or... If, um, you know, if I have a typo or anything, I didn't proofread it before I started this podcast, but, uh, I'm hoping that you guys are really going to like it. It's, uh, I think it's going to be really, really, really awesome. So, without further ado, since we were children, we have been conditioned to be fascinated by trickery and sleight of hand magic. All the birthday party magicians pulling coin out of our ears, and we laughed and had a good time. We are trained to believe in Santa Claus, believe in a lie, the tooth fairy, and so forth. This all has deep ties to the occult. Santa Claus is dressed in all red, and his name Santa, if respelled, is Satan. He shows us that all that matters is materialism and if we are good little kids we can have some stuff uh, from the uh, and if, if we follow the rules of the system listen to our teachers and police which isn't always a bad thing but when you know the depth of these institutions and how corrupt they are then you see a lot of confusion and disinformation that's been pawned off on us as far as the history of magic goes I'm unsure as to its direct origins, as it seems to be a phenomenon that spans the stretches uh, of the earth deep into antiquity. Now again, guys, I'm going to interject. Um, this is, uh, I tried to be as thorough as possible, but I'm just not going to get everything into it, and um, I believe that this is going to be a two-part podcast. Um, but I'm trying to be as thorough as possible, and if and if anything strikes me in the, in the process of reading this, I'll interject again. 
We heard of the wise men or magi from the Far East following a star, astrology, to the Messiah to bring in the um, manger to bring elements of alchemy and sacred metals to the newborn Messiah who seems to have also become a powerful magician in his prime. He openly attacked the sleight-of-hand magicians whenever he saw fit, and for a large portion of his life, I believe 13 to 20 years, he vanished only to return again at what I believe was the age of 33 as a master teacher. 33 being the master teacher number, or as others refer to it, the Christ consciousness number. Did he vanish to the Far East where the Magi came from at his birth? Magic goes back to secret societies of all countries. Not only sleight of hand magic, which I refer to as illusionism, but also true magic, which is harnessed through the use of natural law, God's, God's infallible law. Many religious texts in my eyes are manuscripts to the arcane for a select few who are able to interpret their passages. Again, a lot of them, most of them, were written in metaphors and parables. If you are curious as to the history of magic, I would recommend getting books on the subject or seeking out videos online. The use of illusionism is widespread in the Roman Empire, from astrology, false idol worship, animal and human sacrificing, sexual practices, alchemy, fear, and more. It's important to note that a multitude of monarchs throughout history had magicians and astrologers working in their courts. And they fully believed and listened to these people. Napoleon Bonaparte had a witch by the name of Lenormand who read cards and did other forms of divination for him as he tried to take over the world. It is said, or rumored, that when he eventually stopped listening to her counsel, he lost the war and died, though of this I am unsure. The tarot is a perfect example of a multitude of facets in the arcane, as cups, swords, wands, and pentacles are tools of divination. These tools represent the four elements, swords are wind, Wands are fire, cups are water, and the pentacle is the earth. My breakdown of these tools are swords create the sacrifice for dark magic, or, in other forms of the arcane, they cut herbs or can be used to draw symbols into the earth or um, other surfaces. The cups carry the water, which can be used as a scrying mirror. It can carry potions or blood, or alchemical elements. The wands are used to cast, to generate the intention for the spell or to harness, harness while projecting it into a specific direction. The pentacles in my eyes are used as port portals for spirits both good and bad. I don't indulge in uh, harnessing spirits, by the way. That's never been my forte. It also represents the four elements and the spirit, making it five. The star also represents man and woman, the five-limbed creature. All the symbols of the tarot need to encompass the four elements within them, as the elements themselves were needed in their creation. I was just giving the technical association of each tool to said elements. It's my personal belief that magic is neither good or bad, but dependent upon the user of it. It encompasses both 
sides of duality. It is a doorway, a channel, a tool for the initiate. But I feel it's my responsibility to warn people that black and red magic, though extremely powerful and fast acting at times, also lead to the road of ruin. Laws of nature are that nothing is free. There will always come a time when we must pay back that which we have taken or summoned. Our paths will be judged by the fruits we bear, and you can look at black magicians like Crowley and Jack Parsons, creator of JPL, and many others who engage in the dark arts as examples of ruin and the end of their lives. Many dying alone or sick and left with awful legacies. Many used and abused by the culture they left behind or helped to create. Christians will tell you how evil magic is and how it's the devil's work, but what about Moses on the, the Egyptian-born magi who worked for God Almighty? Egypt was the home of the mystery schools, so some may agree that magic was in his genetics. Moses chose to channel his powers for good and for God above. So did Jesus. Let's get into some tools of divination outside of those mentioned in the tarot. Number one, spells. Notice the word spelling has the word spell in it. The word cursive has the word curse in it. There's no coincidence in that. Spells are created to map the spells are created to map our intention and set the ball in motion. Words are vibrations. In the beginning was the word. The one true word is love. If magic is used for any other purpose, it's not good magic. Love spells wouldn't I wouldn't say are good magic. It's manipulative and used against the will of others to seek a uh, you know maybe a partnership or a union. Prayer is a form of spells or spelling. Words are worlds, um, and prayers are are powerful spells. You know. Number two, scrying mirrors or crystal balls. You can scry through water as well, which. Uh, as I said, with the tarot, the cups could be used as a scrying mirror. These are used to see visions, project the future, or cast illusions, just like the television. Hence the name, Tell a Vision. Whose vision are they telling you? Let's look at the theater of television. It's the use of illusion in its highest form. Let's look at, the, at Hollywood, for instance, which is code for Holly Wand from the holly tree used by the Druidic order in antiquity and clearly still used today. They are casting spells on the viewer with predictive programming. They use magic, symbols, architecture, music, colors, spells, curses, numerology, using any energy to attract your five senses and so forth to keep you captivated. The shows and movies are called programs. What are they programming? The motion picture industry what are they putting in motion? Many of the actors themselves have suffered from occult ritual abuse. They speak freely of channeling spirits for their roles in their films. Many use method acting, but I myself see into the occult and how ritual abuse leads to multiple personality disorder, where one person may have as many 
as 13 personalities within him, and none of those personalities will be aware of the other. These actors become temples for these personalities they display for you on their films. Many speculate that a lot of these actors suffer from trauma-based mind control, that they were extremely sexually abused, and that they are now mentally and spiritually broken and can be used by the higher-ups or handlers in their industry. Just look at all famous actors and singers that worked for Disney, all the Disney kids, and, and now as adults, how many problems they have. It's MK Ultra at its finest. There is plenty of movies about magic and its uses. In fact, some of the most famous movies and TV shows are based around magic. Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and any slew of Disney movies and cartoons and all that stuff. Number three, symbology. Take, for instance, the Israeli flag. The six-pointed hexagram, six points, six triangles, six-pointed center. The equation, or sum, 666. They call it the Star David, but it's really the hermetic symbol for as above, so below. It's the masculine and feminine unifying. The triangle pointing upwards is the masculine. The po triangle pointing downwards is the feminine. It also represents the four elements in triangular form. When using a curse, you cast a hex on your target. Hexogram. Look at the symbols in media. Disney has a magic castle. The number 666 appears in Walt Disney's name. Don't believe me? Google it. Nickelodeon has the all-seeing eye symbology. HBO uses the bullseye. And who is the bull? Moloch, or Baal, the false idol that the Canaanites used for child and human sacrificing. NBC is the shell of Venus, the morning star. CBS, more eye symbology. Fox, in Gematria, which is numerology based off letters, is the sum 666. PBS, more eye symbology. Paramount Pictures has 22 stars, 22 being the master builder number over the mountain which symbolizes eternity, status, and the sacrificial place of human and animal offerings as well as the crucifixion of the Messiah. Let's look into gas company logos. The spirit of 76 or 1776, the date of the birth of the Bavarian Illuminati. Shell gas, which is Venus or the rays of the sun. These people are sun worshippers. Chevron has the mil uh, Chevron military industrial complex or cube. Think the cube of Saturn, but but it uses the colors red and blue for the red and blue lodge of masonry. Arco uses the symbol of the pyramid looking down from the top. It also represents the bullseye. Texaco uses the pentacle symbol. Exxon uses the double cross symbol of the Knights Templar. Think you've been double crossed. And random corporate, and we can go into random corporate logos like the Caterpillar Building Company, which uses the pyramid. Monster Energy that uses the three he Hebrew uh, symbols for the number six. It tells you to unleash the beast. Red Bull 
Satan, Moloch, it gives you wings. Google is a bullseye with three legs coming off of it, forming a 666. CERN, the center of the Hydron Collider in France. Or as I like to call it, the Electromagnetic Ouija Board. It's a circle, again, with three legs coming off it in the form of 666. Google Mail is the symbol of the Masonic apron. Toyota is also in the shape of an eye or the Taurus bull. Chrysler is the pentacle or pentagram. Adida is the pyramids. Think Egyptian mystery schools. Nike is for the ring of Saturn. Quicksilver, when when you put the logo together, which a lot of their, their uh, sweaters did, it forms a pedophile logo. Apple represents the apple from the tree of Garden of Eden. Microsoft Windows symbol is a swastika. Starbucks is the false idol goddess Ishtar or Venus. Nabisco uses the temple that uses the Templar double cross in its logo. Target uses the bullseye. Coco Chanel uses the Vesica Pisces. Chase Bank uses the swastika in bullseye. Thrasher Skateboards uses the pentagram, and I'm a skater, and it breaks my heart. The Playboy Bunny is a symbol used for sexual stamina, as rabbits are known for their sexual stamina. It's also a symbol for adrenochrome. For those of you who don't know what adrenochrome is, it's the adrenalized blood of children that uh, is being drank by the elites. This goes back in history to antiquity, back to the Canaanites and, uh, you know, Moloch ceremonies. If you don't believe me, look into Adrenochrome. Johnny Depp talks about it in the movie uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, as And there's music about Adrenochrome and, and all types of other things. Symbols are sigils. Sigils are in reference to magical symbols. Their symbols will be their downfall. And, and expanding upon the, the symbolism aspect, um, it's my personal opinion that uh, politicians and, and many elites in the power structure of the world have the constitutions of serial killers on like steroids. And if you look at like the mentality of, of serial killers, what do they do? They're they're leaving, you know, traces and hints and symbols and sending you, you know, letters with newspaper clippings and, and rubbing it in your face. They like to like rub it in your face and they, they, they get off on the power and fear they have over people, which to me is indicative of the uh, elite uh, global structure of these dark arts black magicians. They're they're serial killers on crack. Period. Number four, pendulums. Pendulums are used to find answers by pulling information out of the Earth's consciousness. You can like use a pendulum to you know you can hold it over certain parts of your body to to look into like ailments. Uh, you can ask it questions. You know, if the pendulum uh, swings back and forth, um, that's uh, a no, I believe. 
if it spins in a circle, that's yes. I haven't used a pendulum in a while. I should have researched that more thoroughly. Or maybe it's reversed. If it spins in circles, it's yes. And then if it spins back and forth, it's no. Um, but pendulums are fascinating. I've used them before. And, you know, you can use them for all kinds of things. Number five, dowsing wands. Those are used to find water and rare earth elements, as well as sacred sites for building and magical ceremonies. Some believe that man's penis is our dowsing wand, and that the ceremony of circumcision was done to tarnish our ability to use that inherent magic we were born with, as well as to desensitize us to the world around us. Our penises are a direct link to our heart by how they both are organs that pump blood. They scare us. They scar us from birth by mutilating our most sacred masculine organ. Um, I may do a podcast on that in the future. I, I think that it's pretty fucked up. You know, I think genital mutilation in general is fucked up. And people will say, "Well, it's to keep you clean." It's like, how long has man been on the earth? It's like if. You got a dirty dick because you're uncircumcised. Well, that's like probably the fifth thing that's wrong with you, okay? That's not the only thing that's dirty. Just you figure out how to clean it. I was circumcised, and I was pissed off about it for a while, but whatever, I'm over it. I just I just think it's a shitty practice. And Yeah, anyways. Six, candles are used as the flame of life or energy, burned for intention depending on color for a multitude of reasons even the jewish menorah has the symbol of nine candles being burned during hanukkah they are burned for us on our birthday cakes before we are told to make a wish the candle represents illumination in the dark some pour essentials on their candles to burn them or they burn them over a sigil or a spell that they've written some burn on some people burn them on new moons and full moons, and many sprinkle a border of sea salt around the candle for protection from evil spirits. Sea salt is a cleanser, which is why it's used for infections and healing. Number seven, astrology. A form of divination used using the perceived astral bodies for self-exploration or answers to the future. Every planet is tied to a Roman god as well as an element. I used to be deeply into astrology, but now no longer believe it's tied to the celestial bodies. I believe it's tied to the earth, like the seasons, like herbs, flowers, and weather. There are many forms of astrology, Chinese, Vedic, and Native American, and others. All have very interesting interpretations, and all have a trail that leads back into antiquity. Number eight, herbalism and essential oils used for def different effects. And if alchem and alchemy, and if alchemy is fake, why is Isaac Newton so praised? He was deeply into the occult and the arcane. I find, on a side note, that when history praises specific individuals, it's usually because they are a part of their occult secret societies, and they were probably using black magic. I haven't and. I haven't studied Isaac Newton in depth. I'm just going off patterns I see in nature. And human nature is a direct reflection of Mother Nature, which is the foundation of natural law. And individual and infallible law 
we do not have the luxury to avoid a lot of times in history you'll like hear them praise all these random people fucking christopher columbus and benjamin franklin and you know any number of indian killers from the past you know and most of the time these people are fucking monsters herbs are also used in healing various elements in the body or creating certain effects within the body you know and different you know different types of woods are used in the creation of the the magic wands you know not just the holly tree number nine is architecture the ancients created structures that we couldn't reproduce science will tell us that slaves built them but me as somebody who worked in modern american architecture as a free man with other free men um and american architecture is some basic ass shit um i noticed that uh you know we were getting paid for that all of us had food and houses and stuff and people were constantly messing up measurements and cuts and all kinds of other shit. But they want us to believe that these geometrically perfect structures were created by a bunch of malnourished, famished, abused, sleep-deprived, weak slaves. That these guys created these geometrically perfect structures. Um, and yeah, give me a fucking break. I'm not that ignorant. The symbolism behind architecture in ancient times relate to masculine and feminine energies. The square-shaped structure represented the masculine form, where the rounded represented the feminine. Square in nature can be confining or somewhat limiting, which is why I believe modern American architecture is 99% square throughout the cities. There's an imbalance of masculine-feminine architecture within our country. Um, it's not like that in, in some of the other countries around the world. It's almost like an invisible pr energetic prison in America. The round in nature always represents a free flow of energy in the feminine. In ancient architecture, the flat walls and square-shaped rooms were masculine in build, but representing the feminine aspect of the womb because they housed people. The rounded steeples or towers were feminine in build, but represented the phallus or penis. It's important to notice duality in all things. Domes represented the breast, the windows represented the eyes, and the doorway was the birthing canal or vagina. The same goes for archways. Bridges were the appendages or limbs of the body, bridging the various architectural organs, if you will. Number 10 gardening and landscaping. The garden has always represented fertility and man's connection to nature. The earth can be the best teacher for those interested in natural law. Ancients grew specific herbs and vegetables in certain areas of their gardens. They always did things with a purpose. Some grew them in symbolic formations according to the outcome they wished to receive from nature or the divine. Many made love in their gardens or had sex ceremonies in their gardens to ensure bountiful harvest or growth of their agriculture. A widely known ritual for fertility is Beltane, which is celebrated between the spring equinox and summer solstice. Native American tribes and other civilizations in antiquity also celebrated 
their own rites and rituals according to fertility with nature. It's interesting that we have so many trees all over the streets of America, but most of them don't produce fruit. Why is that? It's really odd to me. It just seems like a, a really just poorly managed form of space for a lot of fruit. You know, people could walk down the street and pick a fucking apple if they wanted. You know, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, it's important to realize the many forms of magic can be used and mixed in all the outlets of divination. Planting in the week period after the new moon is done and harvesting in the week after the full moon is also an ancient practice. I did this a lot while farming in Hawaii and it works exceptionally well. And I think it talks about this in like the Farmer's Almanac as well. The darker side of modern agriculture goes into GMOs, pesticides, and the destruction of topsoil, which we can thank Monsanto and junk science for these dark arts practices. It's an example of alchemy gone wrong. <sighs> really, really upsetting. You know, when I lived in Hawaii, we used to protest and march against Monsanto uh, quite often, and it was always just the horror stories. We'd hear, you know, massive amounts of people speaking about you know, how Monsanto has fucked up different countries in the world or their country or this island or that island. It's, it's really quite aggravating. Education is another example of the process of learning magic. Uh, nowadays, most schools are garbage past the fourth grade. I mean, some even up to. They've watered down education so much that it's just produces mindless drones who lack critical thinking, logic, reason, and the ability to decipher when they are being deceived. It's designed to create a slave class, not a leading class. But back in ancient times, the trivium and the seven sacred arts were part of the curriculum. The seven sacred arts are related and showed with students and mechanisms of natural law. They showed the connections between all these arts, all these different schools of thought or subjects, if you will. These arts were grammar, rhetoric, logic, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. They were taught in ancient Rome and the mystery schools of Egypt. It's clear to me why these arts have been hidden from man in schools today particularly by the elite ruling class who wants to keep this knowledge a secret to themselves. Medicine. In ancient times, naturopathy was used to treat and heal various ailments by use of roots, herbs, leaves, essential oils, bark, and other natural compounds. Fasting was also part of this process. Nowadays, Western medicine is a perfect example of how dark arts alchemy has taken over. While it's good at diagnosing and surgery, the pharmaceutical industry has proven to be corrupt and a total financial scam. Pharmaceuticals are basically spliced and modified derivatives of natural elements and remedies. While some may help in healing, many fail and there is deadly consequences. Vaccines, painkillers, antidepressants, antibiotics, which mean anti-life, all have their place in the dark arts of inverted alchemy. Yes, some are, are okay, but I think the vast majority of this could all be treated with 
again, nature, you know, nature always has its cure next to its poison. And, and that goes for, you know, plants and, and minerals and stuff like that. How many horrible side effects and failures in the medical industry must happen before people learn of its malicious intent? The reason why pharmaceuticals were created in the first place is because you can't put a patent on natural elements. At least you weren't allowed to do that 35 years ago. Somehow Monsanto was able to skip over that and start patenting seeds. And let's look at who started the medical industry. In ancient times, the only people who had the money to attend medical schools were those who were related to royalty. And let's be honest. The Mardarchs have never been known for their honesty, morality, or integrity. So we can look at the witch burnings as the killings of practitioners of natural medicines and naturopathic uh, remedies. The medical symbol is an occult one for Mercury. It's two serpents twisting around a wand, also representing Lucifer. Thirteen. Music. Music is vibrations. Musicians or magicians control the vibrations of the world. People are heavily influenced by music. People will dress in a particular manner based off the music they listen to. Take, for instance, the Super Bowl halftime shows or the Grammys and Emmys and Golden Globes. Most of the music put on by these performers and theatrics is heavily uh, based off occult symbology. Let me try and break down the instruments in my own way. The drum is the heartbeat. The string instruments are the, the, the veins and blood vessels. The horn instruments are the throat and lungs. The piano and organs are the nerves. And then there are those instruments that are combinations of various organs and and human functions all affecting us in different ways and places in our biology music is the most powerful of 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 all the magic in my eyes next to linguistics lucifer was the pan he was the musician playing his flute to the nymphs in the forest securing them with his art and charms and music has a rich history in antiquity and think about it. You know, there's a book that I read uh, called um, Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon by Dave McGowan, um, which talks about the Laurel Canyon hippie movement and how a majority of these bands, you know, came from family members that were um, either, you know, royalty from the old country or members of the CIA, FBI, or high-level military. And or the musicians themselves were part of the military at one point. You know, take, for instance, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Um, but I just think it's really interesting because, again, if you go back in history, just kind of like how the monarchs sent their family members to schools for medicine and, you know, the medical industry, um, the same goes for, you know, who learned music, the, 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 the relatives of the monarchs. They, they, they learned how to play instruments and musical instruments. So it's no surprise that the CIA would develop a hippie rock and roll counterculture to be controlled to seduce teenagers with sex, drugs, and rock and roll and basically the decay and uh, uh, 
uh, disassembling of the family structure. Anyhow, 14 is linguistics. I'll make this brief. Words are worlds, as I've said before. Thoth was the creator of writing, magic, and wisdom in ancient Egypt. Words are used widely in magic. In the dark arts, it's misrepresented. They twist the words or speak in a forked tongue to confuse and manipulate. The word government is a connection of two different words. Govern means to control. Ment or mente is Latin for mental mind. You know, get that. Wrap your head around that one. And back to words like spelling and cursive and tell a vision and so on and so forth. This is a school of magic that has a very interesting path. Think of how effective it is for politicians at passing laws and deceiving us into helping generate more money and power. Money is often referred to as the element of water. Think about it. Uh, what 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 is liquidity, or you know, of your finances? Uh, we call money currency, cash flows. You put your money in the bank, like the banks of a river. Thank you, Jordan Maxwell, for those descriptions, by the way. And thank you, Michael Tassarian, for you know inspiring a lot of this stuff. Number fifteen. Drugs and alternate states of consciousness have been used dating back to antiquity. Many speculate the mana spoken of in the Bible was actually mushrooms, magic mushrooms, or that the burning bush that Moses spoke to was the acacia plant that's loaded with DMT, hence giving halluc him hallucinogenic visions. Marijuana or hashish has a history as being used for an ancient order of assassins in the Middle East. It's also widely used by the Rastas. Peyote was used by the native people of the Southwest in deserts for visions, also as, as well as mushrooms in the Northwestern parts of the United States and Canada. Though these are just some of the sacraments we are aware of, as I'm sure there are many more that we are unaware of. I think that they used to do um, sassafras on the East Coast, which would be, you know, if you want to get scientific with it, that's your molly chemical compound. You know, again, nature, they're, they're pulling these elements from nature, you know. So, like, and I've done both sassafras and uh, molly, MDMA. I've done them both, and they both feel extremely similar. I preferred the sassafras, though, let me tell you. Uh, ayahuasca was used in the rainforest by many tribes, including the Shipibo Indians and currently the Daime people all over the place and other circles of people. Ibogaine is an African hallucinogen known for its uh, life-changing properties and is now used to treat heroin addiction, opioid addictions, and alcohol addictions, amongst other human problems. Coca leaves, or cocaine, were chewed daily by Peruvian Indians. The darker side of these drugs can lead to addiction, but they also have been used by the occult organization, the CIA, in hopes of mind control and MKUltra. But, in a lot of these rites and rituals, and in a lot of 
these ceremonies with these sacred sacraments, you can develop great healing and insights and introspections into a spiritual world that we have a hard time uh, seeing into when in a sober state. Number 16, tattoos. Being a tattoo artist, this is my favorite one. Tattoos in ancient times were used to symbolize community, nature, family, and stature in various tribes. The use of symbols and numerology were used in specific places of the body for all types of reasons. Many tattoos were placed on acupressure points or on the body's meridians. Some, poli some believe they were used as a vehicle for healing. Tattooing is almost as old as cave paintings. Nowadays, it's used for expression and many other facets of daily life to symbolize various things depending on the wearer of the art or symbol. The darker aspects of tattooing include gang logos, uh, the marking of Jews during the Holocaust, the marking of slaves or sex slaves, and also to damn oneself or curse oneself. As a tattoo artist, I'm aware of that the ancient order of tattooers were high priests, tribal leaders, shamans, and so forth. Tattooers held high status in ancient societies. I try to remember that each time I do a tattoo these days. I refuse to, to tattoo certain symbols and parts of the body depending on the circumstances, and no amount of money will shake me in my convictions. All right. Looks like I'm getting through this re relatively quickly. I mean, I, I literally spent, like, five or six hours writing all this stuff today. 17. The use of incense is used for cleansing and clearing. Sage, cedar, palo santo, and various resins have been used throughout religions and indigenous circles um, throughout history. All these incenses and herbs have different meanings depending upon the person using them or the rite and ritual itself. 18. Ritualistic sacrifices are always dark arts practices. They're not good. Using an animal or person as a gift or sacrifice will always be a... will have to be repaid karmically in the future in one way or another. In this life or the next, period. It's no good. It's black magic. It's dark arts. It's red magic. It's no good. Self-sacrifice is a different thing altogether. We know the saying, no pain, no gain. And by self-sacrifice, I don't mean suicide. Sometimes we have to make great sacrifices in our daily lives to achieve positive results. Sometimes you must sacrifice a relationship to get back to the center of yourself for a, great, for a greater good in your life. Many native tribes would cut themselves, do intensive fasts, and do other forms of self-inflicted harm and such to give the one gift that they didn't want to give, their pain. You can give money all day, but pain, no one wants to give their pain. I do it with exercising. I take cold showers. I fast. I do dietary restrictions and so forth, and I show that I'm willing to give what it takes for my life to be better. If we take some of our own suffering into our own hands, then nature won't do it randomly. Or when nature does it, the tolerance to the pain will be more bearable. So 
I, I just feel like a lot of times when I do things that I don't want to do that I know suck, I feel like I'm taking some of that, you know, that, that balance of pain and suffering and, and good and, and, and bad in my, my own hands rather than just letting nature be the distributor of all that. 19, cards, the tarot, the cards of destiny, and so on. These are used similar to astrology. Pulling cards for answers and is an ancient practice that goes back thousands of years. Each card has a different meaning based on its number or suit. It can be used for good or bad. I spoke about the tarot earlier. Maybe I didn't speak about it in this way. but Number 20, palm and face reading. As a geologist reads the land of the earth, so does the palm and face reader read the terrain of the anatomy. This has an ancient history in many civilizations, China, Rome, and I believe in some native cultures in South America as well. I'm sure there's other civilizations that use this. And each has a unique interpretation of the features. The eyes are the window to the soul and can tell a lot about a person. Crooked eye means a crooked heart. Eyes can also show if someone is possessed by demonic spirits. The nose represents finances, desire, and the immune system. A crooked nose means you're a crooked businessman. The lips are our speech. The shapes of these features mean different things. Big, big lips, for instance, can mean that someone likes to talk back or start ver verbal arguments. I've noticed an interesting connection between uh, pedophiles. They all have to seem a really thin upper lip. That's not to say that there can't be pedophiles with big lips, but the vast majority of them seem to have a very thin upper lip or very thin lips in general. Crooked faces can mean an extreme emotional imbalance. I'm not going to get into this topic much further. Uh, really extreme features also denote extreme uh, things within a person's personality uh, as well. You know, you got a really big nose, you might have addiction problems or you know, things of that nature. There's 12 palaces on the face for Chinese face reading, which is different parts of the face that represent different things like money, health, luck, uh, real estate, fortune, uh, so on and so forth. Um, I suggest that you guys research things like face reading and palmistry and, and things of that nature if, if you're interested. I don't know a lot about palmistry, so that's why I didn't go into it. Um, also, one thing that I forgot to put down and write about earlier is food and the things we put in our body and that they have teams of scientists working on flavor things, you know, like, like a... What is it? It's it's uh, artificial uh, flavors to uh, get us addicted to, you know, specific foods, you know, like Doritos. I noticed when I stopped eating junk food and fast food and stuff like that, that eventually when I was first started eating like really healthy and stuff, my taste buds were somewhat fried and, and over a period of about six months or less my taste buds started to come back and and foods started to taste richer and more colorful to me um and again you know you know this this food science goes back to alchemy 
and um, all of that stuff. When when we're dealing with like things like the dark arts and 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 Satanism and and demonism and demonology and all this crap, it's it's really important to uh, understand that that what these dark arts are is an inversion of of the good of love healing and truth they're they're seeking to invert um our society and and truth uh, uh, upside down on its head and you, you know you can look at that you know on just about any fucking level of this playing field now, you know, all, all just the inversion of everything, you know. It's like now people just believe lies over anything else because they've gotten so accustomed to being lied to. It's it's really, really upsetting. A lot of people, you know, they... Um, mistake our politicians for crooked businessmen or you know these these people of you know corporations like Monsanto or 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 whatnot um that, that oh they're just crooked that we all know they're crooked it it goes beyond that these guys aren't crooked they're magicians they know what they're doing they have a very um elaborate system for how they do things uh, i mean a lot of these people were born in in you know satanic black magic cult families and don't allow their riches and wealth and popularity in the media to uh make you think any differently it's it's very, you know the faces they put on the acts they put on in front of the camera that doesn't mean we know them in their personal life or or, or that we know what they went through as young children to turn them into the monsters that they are today. I mean, these satanic cults and, and black magic cults have a very strategic, ancient method of mind control and, um, you know, utilizing sleight of hand trickery and um, dark arts practices to get the results that they want. I mean... I mean, how many fucking commercials are like they try to appeal, play to the to, to the hearts of America by like you know it could be a bank commercial and it's like, why does Wells Fargo do that? Because we care about you and your family. But it's like we know it's complete bullshit, and yet people, you know, it's like almost like people want to be lied to. Again, this 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 uh, thing was was brought on by me and my buddy talking about. You know, just how we've been trained to be deceived by a bunch of sleight-of-hand magicians. And, um, you know, how it's just kind of subconsciously affected all of us. And, you know, I'm sure I've missed some things. I tried to be as thorough as possible. This is merely just a sneak peek into the doorway of a vast subject. Magic has a rich history all over the earth. No days nowadays secret societies use the dark arts for their gain and trickery, their sleight of hand illusionism to manipulate society. They refer to it as the craft. And what is craft? It is art. The arts are the tr the artists are the true magicians. And sadly, some never realize their gifts, or worse, they misuse them. Or 
even worse than that, they get used by others for the dark arts. Many celebrities are into the dark arts. Many have chosen the left-hand path, the path of worldly possessions, self-infatuation, and inflation of social stature, and worldly gain and access to more power or demonic spirits. I never encourage the use of spirits. Uh, we cannot see them, so we don't know what their intentions are. They reside in the lower or higher dimensions, and this is why I never played with Ouija boards or anything like that. I was just always super scared and skeptical of things like that. Um, well, guys, I literally spent all day writing this for you, and I fucking ripped through it in like a half an hour. I mean, I don't know how long this podcast is. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I, I put a lot of uh, heart and soul and a lot of, you know, just multiple years of, of research. And like I said, I forgot about a lot of this. I kind of didn't go into religion, and I should go into that because religion does use a lot of symbology. They do use a lot of sacraments. They do use, you know, spelling and music, and they use a lot of this stuff. All, all religions use it, you know? And then you got, like, you know, like the demonic Catholic Church, the Vatican, that has the occult symbology all over it, from the Egyptian obelisk to the gigantic shape of a key, you know, to the keys of masonry. Uh, we know these guys are, are affiliated with the Knights Templar, with the Jesuit orders, the Knights of Malta, so on and so forth. Um, we also know that they have a huge pedophile problem, which I believe is directly linked to their satanic sexual magic. If you look at a lot of the, the staffs and wands and, and symbology on a lot of their aprons and stuff, it's all art, you know, symbols of the arcane and the occult and, and, and Luciferianism, you know, they, they, they hold mass in a gigantic auditorium that looks like a serpent um, and, you know, now they don't really have much to do with Jesus outside of his sacrifice. They want you to drink his blood and eat his flesh. Another ancient satanic, uh, pagan Canaanite practice, uh, so on and so forth. I mean, and that's just one religion, you know, there's a lot of religions, you know, the Christians, you know, like, like I know Jesus the way that I know Jesus, but I also know Buddha. I know, I know a lot of different, you know, um, aspects of, of, of religion and spirituality. And, and, uh, you know, I, I believe they all kind of are, are tied into the same source, which is, which is the one and only God, the one and only creator and they've turned their religions into sporting teams, and they use it to make themselves feel better about themselves. Well, I believe in God this way, so you're going to go to hell, or, or, or you're my subordinate because you're a Gentile, or whatever you know, makes them feel more elitist or whatever. But I assure you, that's not the path to righteousness. That is not the right-hand path. It is not the path of God. That it has nothing to do with love, healing, and truth. There's a lot of information on Christian theology, astro-theology, and all types of other schools of thought as far as religion goes. And there is such a rich symbolism and history of numerology, gematria, and so forth in the Bible and all these other religious texts. Um, 
too much for me to pack into one podcast. Anyways, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm noticing I'm getting a little bit more traction on on my uh, my my podcast sites now. A lot, getting more listeners. I'm so grateful. Uh, I encourage you guys to share my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast if you like it. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure. I love you guys. I pray I meditate every morning for you guys, your families, for me, my family, and so on and so forth for the earth, for all of that stuff. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Goodbye.